Week is ready. Let's go. I'm your host, Chris DeBacker, and with me this fine day is a man who reminds me of a bubble bath. He starts off warm and fun, and he makes you feel so good, but eventually you know he is going to get a little dirty, and you just need to get out. It's Scott Blakemore. And also in studio today is a gentleman who makes us all think of a ballerina. He's elegant, he's graceful, poised, and charming, and most importantly, he looks fantastic in a pink tutu. It's my guy, Joe Crupper. Are you a fan of the ballet, Joe? I do not like ballet. You just like wearing pink tutus. (laughs) And just for clarity, I have never worn a pink tutu and never will. Blue. He wears blue blue tutus. (laughs) No tutus. Our email address is breakisready at gmail.com. So feel free to share any comments or thoughts. We do appreciate them. Hey, well, last episode, Joe did two quotes. He was supposed to do one quote. He did two quotes. And I I threatened to do a word of the day that had two words, not (laughs) one word, because he did two quotes. He broke the rules. He broke the rules. We did have a listener send in a recommendation for a word for the word of the day. And it happened to be two words. Now, I can't use it because as I looked it up on dictionary.com, it didn't come up as a real word mm-hmm. in Webster's Dictionary. But there is a word called herkledurkle. You ever heard of herkledurkle? <laughs> I have not. No. Herkledurkle no. means you lay around in bed when you should be up in a boat. <laughs> right? It's Joe. So, I do this every Saturday morning. <laughs> yeah. Herkledurkle. He herkledurkles around? He, he does. He does herkledurkle. In bed. But that, that, isn't the, that, is, <laughs> that isn't the word of the day. What is the word of the day, then? <laughs> so this is the word of the day we're going to oh, do. Okay. okay, not Herkle Durkle. The word of the day. And you're going to know this one. This is I'm, I'm trying to make this easy and enlightening and just let you use a word that you know. Herky jerky. Herky jerky. Herky jerky. It's an adjective. Well, do you know what it is? No. What is herky jerky? What does that mean? I've never heard that. You've never heard herky? You've heard her herky jerky. Herky jerky? Like you're screwing around. Like you're doing it too quick. You're doing a herky jerky. you got to take your time. Think through it. Yeah, I think you can do it. Yeah. That would that would characterize herky jerky. It's characterized by sudden, irregular, and unpredictable movement or style. Yeah, herky okay. jerky. Yeah, yeah. yeah. When you have somebody that does something herky jerky, they do it wrong. You're like, just take a minute, think through it. Don't just do it herky jerky, right? Yeah, it's perfect. Okay, so yeah. you're going to use it. He's going to use it. Perfect, Joe. You're on it. Let's go. Let's get right. it. Good deal. I don't even have to use the example because Joe just gave an example. It'd be, like, it'd of be the way that Joe would uh, do ballet, potentially, and a herky jerky. <laughs> he, Can he you might, picture that? That might. would be. I'd pay to see that. It would be good video. It would be great. Speaking of Joe being a ballerina and being somewhat herky jerky, if he was up on stage, <laughs> it is actual World Ballet Day, and Joe's no told us he's not interested in the ballet. Have you ever been to a ballet? I have not been to a ballet. Uh, he's got music, right? Which is kind of cool. I like music, but ballet? No, I'd rather just see like dancing or. Did you say, is there music? Isn't there music for a ballet? Yeah. What would you think? Do you think they just get up there and just start <laughs> start moving without music? Yeah, there's music. I'm just thinking like you're going to a concert, you watch people play instruments. That's more exciting to me than listening to music and watching somebody dance. Spin. Spin. Twist. In the ballet. Jump. Yeah. Very graceful. But people like that. I mean, that's cool. If, you know, everybody likes different things. There's a very famous Russian composer whose name is synonymous with some of the best ballets that have ever been out there. And Joe actually knows some of these ballets, I'm sure of it. But yeah, even though... Isn't the um, Nutcracker a whole ballet kind of thing? Nutcracker. is that it's a, it's a He is a cultured man. <laughs> he plays with Legos, and he's a cultured yeah. man. Now, see, the women should know. Whole package. <laughs> it's, he, he has culture. Legos might, Legoland might be fun, but maybe they go see Nutcracker. So, yes. <laughs> I was going to mention Tchaikovsky and yeah. the Nutcracker. And in the same vein as ballet... 
let's switch gears just a little bit to break opera. dancing. Oh, okay. <laughs> break dancing. You're going to, you're going to do that. You might look a little more herky jerky if you did break dancing, Joe. So, so we actually have opera day as well. Oh, okay. You ever been to an opera? I have not been to an opera, have you but been I, to an... I more likely to go to an opera than a ballet. You want know characterizes opera? Typically like this, the big singing and usually like Italian or something. It's a foreign language oftentimes because they're written in those languages. And you're right. The voices are big and booming and they can fill a whole room, whole theater without a microphone. That's kind of what you think of when you think of opera. Opera is actually, it's really a story or a play. The words, instead of being just spoken, they're sung. So they sing the words and then they might have a few different songs in there where the actors are able to express some particular movement of the play through a song. How How do you know when the opera is over? The curtain comes down, never lights come on, everybody I, leaves. I thought it was when the fat lady sang. The fat lady oftentimes is singing the whole time. Oh, is she? Yeah. Okay, well, I've always heard that. Yeah. It's not over until the fat lady sings. Yeah. Okay, Joe, I think you're actually more cultured when it comes to the opera than you know. And so I'm going to play you a song Ooh. and see if you know what opera this is, okay? Oh. I think you're going to know. Here we go. Here's okay. the song. Okay. You know what? Yeah, I've is? heard that before. That is, I believe, Phantom of the Opera. It is Phantom of the Opera. Did, did you know it was Phantom of the did Opera? Did you know that, Chris? I did. I knew Phantom of the Opera. Have you seen Phantom of the Opera? No, I've not seen any. Uh, no, I've not seen any of those. I, maybe I saw Les Mis. I, oh, I think I saw yeah. that a million That's years different. ago. No, I've never seen, uh, never been to a Broadway show, never saw any of the big, big productions. Well, that might be something we have to do. I would love to go see a musical. It would be kind of weird with two guys, but I'd do it. Yeah, that'd be fun. Yeah. The only way I would do it, though, is if Joe wore his blue tutu. You know how guys, <laughs> people dress up when they're going to a movie premiere, they dress up like the characters? Mm-hmm. I would do it in a heartbeat if you wore a blue tutu. I would pay for tickets for all three of us to go if you but decided to But not the pink one, that. just the blue one. Yeah, blue tutu. Here's another song you might know, Joe. Tell me if you've heard this one. I mean, what kid has not heard that or played that on the piano? That's chopsticks, right? There you go. You're a chopsticks guy. You're a piano guy. I used to play piano. Yeah. <laughs> right, chopsticks. You know what? It's National Chopsticks Day. Oh, uh, okay. I see the tie-in. I don't think it's actually that kind of chopsticks. Probably not. But did you know this? Chopsticks. This is kind of cool. They originated, of course, China. China. Like everything else in the world, originated in China. Confucius was a big figure in their development. And I thought this was cool. He always focused on nonviolence. So all his teachings were about no war and just finding a peaceful solution. So he thought we should even extend that to how we eat. So we shouldn't have knives and forks, which could be used as weapons. So he developed chopsticks, something much more peaceful, much more elegant, much more refined. You know, if I'm using chopsticks, it's gonna it's not gonna be refined, I can tell you that. Right. There's gonna be food everywhere. I can't use them. I use them more as like hold them together and shovels and pick them up. Can you use chopsticks, Scott? I can use them. Can you really? Mm-hmm. To eat with. Sure. Here's what I found. You, you're in actually engaging 50 different muscles and joints when you're using chopsticks. So huh. from your fingers and your wrist and your hand, they all kind of have to work together, even your shoulder. Quite a workout. Maybe Joe should start using chopsticks to get a workout. <laughs> That's the secret. Speaking of chopsticks... You know, you're using to pick up food. You don't need anything to eat this food. We have World Nutella Day. Nutella is a creamy hazelnut chocolatey paste that was invented from Italy. Paste. Yeah. <laughs> What's well, paste? Isn't it paste? It was in Italy? It was, yeah, created in Italy. Really? Yeah. Nutella. 
Yeah. See, we're not. going back back to Italy. Wow. It's all it's comes all tied out in. Of, comes out of Italy. <clears throat> he had, he actually had this company that made this marshmallowy cream paste, and then he was in an area where they had lots of hazelnuts. So many hazelnuts, they didn't know what to do with them. So he, he kind of formulated this hazelnut paste. And he had some success in both arenas, but then when he put them together and you had this chocolate hazelnutty paste, everyone went crazy over it. People put it on all kinds of things. They put it on pancakes. They put it on graham crackers. They put it on pretzels. Some people say chips. Bananas are good with, with Nutella. Yeah, well, you know what, Joe? We don't have any crickets to dip into the Nutella this Thank time. Thank goodness. So, but I did get here a tray of a few items for you to try some Ooh, Nutella look at on. that. Is that okay? It looks pretty fancy. So it's have, charcuterie, Joe. It's a, it's a charcuterie board. Nutellerie board. How about that? Nutellery. I like Nutellery board. There, did Here's you get some, a little, did you uh, scoop some out there? I did have a little taste before look at the show. Oh, Tell me you don't that. use fingers for that, Scott. There's a little dippage going on there. <laughs> so use your finger, Scott. I did not use my fingers. I dipped a pretzel in All right, it. Okay. Fine. So fine. I, I I snuck a little snack before the show. That's a big pretzel you stuck <laughs> in there. <laughs> might have been more than one, but hey. Okay. okay? Might have been more than okay. one pretzel. So I have pretzels, <laughs> bananas. And I have Ritz crackers. You ever had Nutella and a Ritz cracker? I have not. Yeah, my, this is my wife's favorite. That's why we have really? Ritz crackers. Was, yep. I got you a couple knives. Why don't right. you scoot some up on each of those items and tell me which ones you pre- which one you prefer? I like it. Chris, come on in there. Throw, like, slap some on here for me. Enough? Plenty. You know, what might be good is putting Nutella on that cracker mm. and putting a banana on it. Mm-hmm. Elvis did that. Mm? Peanut butter banana sandwiches. Peanut butter banana sandwiches. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know that Nutella on a Ritz cracker is pretty good. You like it's, it? It's chocolate. Yeah, it gets chocolate. a little salty. All right, here we go. The Elvis special. Nutella on a cracker with yeah, a banana. Eat it all day long. Joe's nonstop. He's got half the can gone. I think I got it all over my face, too. I could just go Ritz cracker. I could eat that all day long. All day long. That could be a meal for me. That's good. I like it. So here's the deal. You don't need anything but your fingers to eat Nutella and the snacks we just had here. One of the days coming up here is wave all your fingers at your neighbor day. Yeah, that's the nice neighborly thing to do. Right. Do you do that with your neighbors? Do you have a good relationship with them? Yeah, I would say anytime I see a neighbor out, you know, if we make eye contact, you know, we're waving, I'm waving. You see some more than others, of course. You know, if you've already waved to them and you see them again, you're not going to wave again because that's just awkward. Yeah, that becomes a little weird, right? Yeah. What do you mean? Well, if you go out, I'm going to go out and mow. Oh, my neighbor will wave. Pass him on the mower. You're not going to wave again. <laughs> then wave again. When they keep turning up. wave again. Keep... <laughs> Pretty soon the neighbor is like putting up a for sale sign. Right. He's like, man, that guy in the blue tutu <laughs> is really into me. Okay. Here, wow. here we go, Joe. I got some questions for you. According to KSAT in San Antonio, the top 10 most famous neighbors in sitcom history Ooh. are... Right? So we're waving fingers this. at neighbors. Yeah. Some of the neighbors in sitcoms are super friendly. Others are irritating. Love Others it. are just crazy. I wondered if you could name and see if maybe, Scott, you're going to jump in here too. Let's name the top 10 neighbors. Okay. okay. Here we go. Kramer. Number one. Yeah. Cosmo Kramer. Of Cosmo course, known Kramer. for his awesome entrance, right? Nobody had a greater entrance, I think, than, than classic. Kramer. Very classic. I think uh, Wilson, Home Improvement. Yep. Number two. Oh, look at that. Right in order. And of course, Wilson's known for... Not seeing below his eyes. Right. Or his nose, at least. We never got to see what Wilson actually looked like, but always gave great advice when it was needed and was that reliable, just good neighbor. Now, that's going to get a little tougher. Does friends count for some of, like, do you count 
Joey well, and the guys I, as being neighbors to Rachel and yeah, yes, they're they're not there. They're not. Okay. These would be more kind of like around a lot. They're supporting cast. These are okay. uh, definitely supporting cast people. No duplications here. We've got some '70s shows. We've got a couple of uh, animated shows, children's shows, one adult-ish type show. Do the Am Simpsons I? have neighbors? Simpsons has a neighbor. I'm Ned only... Flanders. Oh, sure, I've heard that. Ned I've Flanders, that. number yep. five. Okay. All right, I'll give you a few here so we can keep rolling here. How about, this is going back a ways, Leave It to Beaver. Eddie Haskell. Eddie Haskell. There we go. And then we've got a uh, neighbor from, of all places, the Flintstones. Barney Rubble. Oh, yeah. Rubble. Barney how and about, Betty Rubble. How about Dennis the Menace, his neighbor, Mr. Wilson? I'm surprised he wasn't on there. A couple lists oh, I looked at, there? Mr. Wilson was on there. I, he That's just, old school, though. He's receiving votes for being okay. in the top ten on this list, for right. sure. How about, did you ever watch Laverne and Shirley? I did not. No Laverne and Shirley? Oh, yeah, but I don't know who the neighbor was. Lenny and Squiggy. Oh, Lenny and Squiggy, yes. They can see their remember, hair. Remember any time Laverne and Shirley would talk about, they'd have some conversation, they'd say, that's yeah. the grossest thing in the world. Yeah. Lenny and Squiggy would walk in the door. They would always have some weird introduction, but they were always just there. They kind of made the Kramer entrance. Yeah. They always just open the door and they're there. Would I Love Lucy, would that count for having Ethel? Would she count as a... I think she would have been a top 10, but she's not on this okay. list. Yeah, right. Fred and Ethel. She must not have lived next door. Here we go. Here's the other ones. Steve Urkel from Family Matters. Remember Urkel? Yeah, Mm -hmm. I forgot he was the neighbor. Right, the the nerdy, yep, the nerdy kid who wore the suspenders, pants way up high. I'm not a full house person. Oh. Does this mean anything to you? Kimmy Kimmy Gibbler. Kimmy Gibbler. I I wouldn't have got there. I might have got there eventually. No clue. These last two, (laughs) I'm not sure you would ever get from Good Times. Remember Kid Dynamite? And then we have Marcy Rhodes from Married with Children. So there you go. I don't know how great those are. According to KSAT, those are the top 10. Hey, Joe, you ever had frozen yogurt? I have. It has been a while. You know, 20 years ago was a big thing, right? It was pretty popular. The frozen yogurt places like TCBY. It's not as popular now. So it's been a long time since I've had frozen yogurt. You know what TCBY stands for, Joe? I do, actually. You do not. The country's best yogurt. Do you You know what it stood for before it stood for the country's best yogurt? There you go, Joe. I do not. They got sued for this name. So they went to the country's best yogurt. But originally, it was not the name of TCBY. Really? What was it? This can't be yogurt. Really? Yep. And then they got sued by another company. So then they turned it into the country's best yogurt. No way. I did not know that. Did you know that, Chris? Had no idea. Learned something. But you're the one that was put on the spot. So (laughs) can I tell you a story real quick? Absolutely. So back when my wife and I were first married, we were looking for a healthy alternative to ice cream. So we looked at frozen yogurt. She couldn't find a flavor she liked. And we ended up buying some fat-free ice cream. Ooh. Exactly. (laughs) Maybe one of the worst choices we made. I had a huge bowl of it, right? Had a lot of fat-free ice cream. Ate it. It was really good. Chocolate, from what I remember. A couple hours later, my stomach was just in immense pain. (laughs) Immense pain. I thought it was so bad. I thought I was having appendicitis. It was awful. So tried to go to the bathroom. Couldn't go. (laughs) Couldn't go. I was jammed up. I never even connected that it was fat-free ice cream. I thought I was having appendicitis. My father-in-law took me to the hospital, and I told him, just get me there. Get through stoplights. Just go, because my appendix is about to burst. We went to the emergency room, and they took an x-ray, and they're like, your appendix is fine, Mr. DeBacker. Looks like you just have a giant gas bubble that can't escape. And this fat-free ice cream completely plugged me up. Oh, no. This and is I felt, TMI. Broken. I felt horrible. I felt horrible that I had to put him through this in the middle of the night. It was like 11 o'clock, maybe midnight. 
and just was getting me to the hospital so I wouldn't die. From a gas bubble. From a gas bubble. It was unbelievably painful. And then this is probably where the TMI comes in. I had an enema, which I've never had in my life. Really? <laughs> yeah. At the hospital? This nice looking young lady <laughs> gave me an enema and she said, now you're going to feel like you're going to need to go to the bathroom here. Just let it out. In a, in a little bit. And I, what I need you to do is hold just it hold it yeah, for a little really? while longer. Yeah. Yeah. And then she said, after you've held it, hold it a little more. And then I want you to walk down to the bathroom. Oh no. And then go. Oh, and no. so she did that. And <laughs> everything jerky motion probably. <laughs> buddy, everything was fine. A minute went and I thought, ooh, I think I have to go. So I held a little while longer <laughs> and then I really had to go. And then very herky-jerkily, I walked down to the bathroom and I sat down <laughs> and it was an episode. It was like from the Dumb scene and from Dumb and Dumber. Yes. I could not believe it. And it was so loud and we were in the middle of like an emergency room. I know everybody heard, but the relief that I felt at that moment. Gas bubble. It was on. Probably the best you've ever felt in your whole life. It was so good. All that to say. Frozen yogurt, oh, good, fat-free ice cream, bad, not bad. There you go. All right. It's also laugh and get rich day. I'm really rich after that story. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> if you laugh, you just have a higher quality of life. Yeah. There's I think been so. some some actual medical studies that show people that are happier, people that are laugh and have just a more cheery disposition, mm-hmm. actually have a better, more fulfilled, even biologically healthy life, mm-hmm. as opposed to kind of being grumpy about everything. And so you just end up looking at the world a lot different if you laugh. You find the humor in things, you find the positive. It just makes the day go better. I think that there is a a lot of research that shows it to be true. I think every day you should have a desire to try to find something to make you laugh. And if you can't find it, get on YouTube, find a funny video, you know, watch a video of cats freaking out, running around. That's always funny. Find something to give you a chuckle. Yeah, I love watching videos of cats and dogs. That does make me laugh. And it kind of ties back into what I think we talked about last week with being an optimistic person. You know, just as it's a better quality of life, laughing, being optimistic, cheery, you know, and sometimes that takes work. I love that you like to watch. You said you love to watch videos of cats and dogs. Yeah. I mean, on my phone, you know, if they come up, it's like you watch them and it makes you laugh, makes you giggle. I like watching the, the, the videos of the cats that like they fall in the bathtub. (laughs) <laughs> and they like freak out and they start running around and all their cats are running around. Oh. It's like, you know, they're like looking at it. They fall in the bathtub and boom, they're bouncing all over. Yeah, there's some, funny. there's some good videos of cats and dogs, both. And you know what, Scott? Now that you mentioned bathtub, it's actually... Take a bath with your cat day. <laughs> Can you imagine? <laughs> Take a bath with your dog, Joe? No, I've never taken a bath with uh, Okay. Come on, tell us more. <laughs> tell us really. <laughs> no, here, this this is good, Joe. It's actually National Read in the Bathtub Day. Oh, okay. okay. He doesn't read. I don't read or take baths. Yeah. I don't know that I want to necessarily know what you do in the bathtub, but I'm going to ask you what other people find enjoyable in the bathtub. Read. Read is on. So I, there's a there's a top ten list. Oh. Okay. okay. Read happens to be number four on the list. So lay them on me. Tell me what you think other people like to do in the bathtub. Listen to music. Listen to music or a podcast. Ooh. Came in number two. Break, break is ready, ready seems to be the most popular podcast people listen to in the bathtub, which awesome. is interesting. That is interesting. So there you go. Number two. You got two and four. I'm going to say look on their phone, which isn't very safe yeah, for the no. phone. Yeah, that, no. That's not in there. No? Okay. Sing. They like to sing in the bathroom. All right. There you go. I sing in the shower sometimes. Sure. Bathroom. Sure. Sure. Okay. They sing. They listen to music. They read. Have a drink. They have a drink. Ah, uh, yes. Yeah, Bottle smart. of wine. Also a little dangerous. You got to be careful. I used to drink in the shower. <laughs> 
Did you? In college? Yeah. I have a beer. <laughs> this morning. Oh, no. All the, we started doing morning. it all the, oh, No. I mean, even, I've done it a few times, even when it's like a long, been outside, and long day in the yard. You Come drink in, in the shower? I take a beer in the shower, sure, and have a That's... cold beer while you take a warm shower. Did you, ever, did you ever eat in the shower? No. No. Nutella? <laughs> sure. No, no but no. But uh, yeah, All right. so a, that's, have a beer in the shower. That's so a drink. Have, have a yeah. drink. But it's not in the bathtub, but a shower. Here's the other ones. That you what do you got? I, I really don't. I'm, Give me I'm, some clues. I'm surprised that clues. there's 10 classes. I know. And this uh, is how not, do they have 10? This is, not, this, is so much, this is more in the how shower. How about watch TV? No, that's dangerous. Well, not at the TV. That's like making toast. All right, here we go. Sing. Listen to a music or podcast. Dance. Dance. You can't do that so much in no, a bathtub. I know. Stop. I didn't make it up. That's dumb. You have to believe everything you get on the internet. That'd be kind of herky-jerky and dumb. Read, write, mm. have a drink, learn a new language. What? <laughs> what? And do business. Start your work presentation or compose an important email. You're not I do work presentations from the bathtub, don't you? <laughs> With a computer? They type it on a computer? Listen, I don't know. I don't do any of these things. I don't take a bath. I don't, I don't take a bath. I, I think a it's kind of like but... you with, a, with a, a bubble bath. Eventually it gets dirty. You know, you're sitting in your own stuff. And after a while, you're like, this isn't so good. I'm just sitting That's in my own. That's why you take own... a shower after you get done with the bath. You just get in the shower. You would take a... a bath and then a shower? Yeah, of course you what? would. You take baths? No, I don't have a bathtub anymore. But when I had a bathtub oh. a long time ago, I, what if I was really going to take a bath? Take a bath, but then you stand up and you just take a shower. To and you rinse, rinse it all out. off. Yeah, absolutely. I have okay. never taken a bath since I was a kid. Hey, you know what keeps you from getting wet, Joe? Do you know it's actually National Umbrella Day? Oh, from up. the rain. Okay, from yeah, from the rain keeps sure. you. Yeah, right. From keeps you uh, keeps the rain off you, keeps the sun off of you. Sure. Right. So here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to give you a few uh, umbrella trivia. Ooh. Right? All right. We're going to do this over under. Okay. Okay. So I'm going to give you uh, a number or a date, and I want you to tell me if it's over that or under that. Okay. Okay. So it's going to be what I'm going to give you is wrong. But and it's it's going to be over, over or under. under. Okay. Here we go. The first working folding umbrella. Ooh. Was introduced in 1869 by Bradford Phillips. Is it over 1869 or is it way long ago before 1869? I'm going to go under. I would too. Yeah. Again, I, this is up for debate. 1969. What? No. I, no. Listen, that's what it says. No. I had a hard time believing that. And I don't know. They have the folding Chinese umbrella. had umbrellas before then. Okay. No. We're tossing Chinese that one out. Chinese umbrellas. Yes. Listen, the majority, here we go, Joe, the majority of modern umbrellas are made in China. Oh, there we go. Okay. One city in China, Shangyu, has about 250 umbrella factories. Is it over wow. or under oh. 250? You know, I would say under, but I think I want to say over. I do too. Over? Uh, over? They have about a thousand a umbrella thousand. factories. Yep. In one city. That is In one city, a thousand umbrella factories. Wow. All right, here we go. Steel ribbed umbrellas were invented in 1902. By Samuel Fox. Later. Over. What do you think, Scott? 1902. Is it over or under that? I'll go under. Under. 1852. Umbrellas were once seen as a symbol of femininity, right? A stylish accessory, kind of like a parasol. Yep. Right? You just use yep. that to make you look make I, you look pretty. Just like Scott has one. Right. A tutu and a parasol would go well together, right, Joe? <laughs> now they are seen more as a unisex tool to protect you from the sun and rain. As a result... Of that shift in how we perceive umbrellas, 40% of all umbrellas sold today are used by men. Is that over or under? I'm going to say it's, un I'm gonna say it's over. Over actually. 40% I think, is used by I men? Think, I think businessmen who walk around for work a lot in the city yeah. use umbrellas. Now, I don't have an umbrella. I've never, I haven't had one in I'll go a couple under. decades. It's under. 
approximately 25% of all umbrellas used are used by men. So 75% still by women. I don't oh, use an right. umbrella unless it's an absolute downpour. Yeah. I don't know why. And maybe I, there still is this connotation that it's like, I don't need that. I'm tough. Yeah, I don't exactly. need an umbrella. I think women are just, because they carry a purse and they have other bags and things, they're used to carrying accessories with them. I don't really have anything I carry with me and I don't want it. I don't want, I'll leave it somewhere. Yeah, I'm with you. But I agree with you. I think if the, the more well-dressed you are, the more put together you yeah. are, the less you want to be messed up with rain. Mary Poppins parrot head handle. Did you ever see the movie Mary Poppins? It's been a while. Yeah, she had a, she, you know, she flew around with oh, an umbrella. Yeah. She had a parrot head. Right. Very unique. I forgot about very, the parrot head. Yeah, very uh, specific to her. Very iconic. That umbrella that was used in the movie recently sold at auction for $125,000. I'm going to say over. Over or under. I'll go over too. Valued before auction at one hundred and twenty-five to one hundred and fifty thousand, actually sold for forty-seven thousand five hundred dollars. Oh, wow, a lot less. less. A lot less. Okay, that's interesting. So there you go, umbrella. All right. Well, I have today's quote again. Which I'm pretty excited about. Chris is on a roll. He's gotten three, three in, a in a row. This is going for four. That is awesome. Unprecedented. Joe's gotten more than three in a row. I don't know. Oh I, yeah, I've definitely beaten that. Oh my word! Now we're just making stuff up. But you know for sure I'm, that you've got. I mean, I'm a little concerned that this is going to be an actor again, and I'm just not good in that. We we know that the reason we changed me doing the quote was because, so to give you a chance. I'm going to take whatever advantage <laughs> I can get. So we'll go with that. I'm on a three game roll. Let's go. I'm ready. Okay, you guys ready? Today's quote is: Have you noticed how nobody ever looks up? Nobody looks at chimneys or trees against the sky or the tops of buildings. Everybody just looks down at their pavement or the shoes. The whole world could pass them by, and most people wouldn't even notice. Go ahead, Scott. I'll give you the first guess. As the challenger. I'm going to say Richard Gere. It is not Richard Gere. I'm going to say Steve Urkel. <laughs> Steve Urkel. <laughs> it is not Steve Urkel. Okay. I don't know who it is. So here's a clue. She was born with the name Julia Elizabeth Wells, but she changed her name when her mother divorced her father and remarried another man. And just to be clear, she changed her last name and her first name. Go ahead, Scott. Come on. Nothing. I'm gonna you go. Guess? I'm gonna go Julie Andrews. Julie Andrews, and she's from. She's from Mary Poppins with the umbrella. Is that right? That is right. <laughs> you got it. I can't believe that. After one clue. Nice, Julie Andrews. Ah, I'm getting disappointed. I am too. I wanted to hear more clues. <laughs> so let's keep going. Uh, but let's also go. Let's let, let's know that I've got four in a row. I wouldn't have gotten that is Julie amazing. Andrews. Amazing. So don't worry about it. <laughs> wow. Again, I can't believe you got that. When I saw it, the smile, when he said, "When he, I told you, if it's a movie star, I'm I'm out." Scott's out. Wow. Okay, what, I don't know movie stars. Okay. A couple more clues were: uh, at 12 years old, she made her professional stage debut at the London Hippodrome, where she performed the musical review "Starlight Roof." She accumulated a, an assortment of accolades throughout the, her esteemed career. Uh, for her debut movie, she won an Academy Award and her first Grammy. She'd go on to receive another Grammy in 2011, as well as a Lifetime Achievement Award, and has also won two Primetime Emmys. And she won her, what did she win her award for? What was that? It was the, for Mary Poppins. For Mary Poppins, right. Yep. Uh, speaking of which, so she played the lead role in My Fair Lady on Broadway. This was before she was a famous actress. However, when it came time to make the movie, she was passed over in favor of Audrey Hepburn. The producers said it was because they wanted an actress who was better known. Fortunately, that movie came out the same year that Julie Andrews made another movie, 
which was her film debut, which was Mary Poppins. And her film debut was in 1964 as a nanny who used an umbrella for travel with a parrot handle, apparently. So I'd forgotten about that. And one of the quotes was, perseverance is failing 19 times and succeeding the 20th. That's awesome. She, of course, also in The Sound of Music. The Sound of Music is a great movie. I think probably, well, maybe not most known, but boy, that that's an outstanding movie. Oh. And that still has has a lot of legs yet today. That's still a great movie and is seen seen by everybody all over the place. That's a great movie. Yeah. And she's been in other movies since then, you know, as a voice actor. But she lost her singing voice in 1997 after throat surgery to remove some non-cancerous nodules. Uh, she can speak, but can no longer use her singing talents. And of course, one of her most famous quotes, in every job that must be done, there is an element of fun. You find that fun and snap, the job's a game. Way to go, Joe. That sounds like a very popular. I like that one. <laughs> Four in a row, baby. Four bagger. I got That's it. impressive, Chris. I can't believe you got that so quick. I thought that was going to be maybe that Julie. Julia. Julia part was a little giveaway. But because it, she changed her first name, I thought that would be. No more quotes for you, Chris. I'm done. <laughs> You're done. We're changing it up. We are. Okay. I got to have a chance, although I'm not so sure I'm liking to go in brain, big brain over here. I'm gonna be Big like brain. I'm gonna be like Ken Jennings. Remember Ken Jennings from Jeopardy? Oh, Jeopardy he was guy. the guy that just kept winning and winning, and finally he got kicked off, and he's now the or he was the host, right? right? So I'm gonna go Ken Jennings mode from this point on, and I'm just gonna retire <laughs> while I'm ahead. Well, guys, that was a fun show. Listeners, thanks for joining us, and remember to be curious, be bold, and be yourself. And we'll be back in a week. Do you know Italian, Joe? I do not. No, you don't know any Italian. I eat Italian food sometimes. Rigatoni. Isn't that what you just saw that play? Isn't that what you said? Rigoletto. Rigoletto. What is that in Italian? Or what does that mean in English? It means cylindrical noodle. Isn't the movie Ratatouille? Isn't that Italian? Pretty sure that's French. Oh, okay. About Lemoncello. Giuseppe this... Nutella? Or who, is, who invented it? <laughs> no, I don't have his name. I think it's Giuseppe Nutella. It's not, it's not Giuseppe Nutella. <laughs> We're going to eat this all day long. All right. No, this is my last one. We can't stop till the jar is gone. That's a success. Let's do that every day. At least it's not bubble gum. That is good. So much better than bubble gum. A lot better than cricket.